The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista. Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. And good morning here at 5 a.m. Thanks for waking up with us. I'm Maddie Jansen alongside Alex Fisher. Your time now is 5.02 and in Washington, there are uh, where are where after months of back and forth negotiations, the House is set to vote today on two of President Biden's top spending priorities. NBC's Chris Pallone is on Capitol Hill with more. Alex and Maddie, good morning. Sources confirmed to NBC News that President Biden worked the phones into the night trying to secure enough votes to pass his signature spending plans. Yes, yes. Democrats in the House lurching towards the finish line with Speaker Nancy Pelosi planning to call votes on a Senate-passed trillion-dollar bill to improve the nation's roads and bridges and an even bigger spending plan the president calls Build Back Better with money to fund new social programs and to fight climate change. This Build Back Better agenda along with the bipartisan infrastructure bill, as we have said, is transformational and it's historic and it's important to get this done. If passed, the votes come too late to reverse Tuesday's election losses for Democrats but could provide a boost for the president and his party heading into next year's midterm elections. I think that uh, getting the job done, producing results for the American people is always very positive. Uh, each election is different. In a letter, the House Speaker assured members the social spending measure now priced at $1.75 trillion is not only paid for with new taxes, projections show it would actually trim the budget deficit over the next decade. But even if it passes, the bill faces an uncertain future in the Senate. People are concerned. They're concerned about inflation. They're concerned about the debt. No, no, we don't talk about it, but they are concerned. Republicans remain united in opposition despite the popularity of some of the bill's provisions. In Virginia, uh, we saw a historic victory and in New Jersey, a very close race. But in both cases, uh, I think it was a response to the Biden agenda and the American people saying, I don't want this. This isn't what I voted for. It sets up a showdown in the House soon to be decided. And closer to home, Congressman David Valadeo last week requested a formal oversight hearing on what he called the Biden administration's anti-science water grab. In 2020, the Trump administration issued an update, uh, an updated set of rules that framed the operation's plan for water deliveries from the Sacramento San Joaquin Delta. The new rules were hailed as a step towards stabilizing water supplies for Central and Southern California. Earlier this month, the Biden administration essentially put the new plan on hold and called on federal regulators to revisit the issue. Valadeo, along with other lawmakers, sent a formal request to Democratic leaders of several key House committees that can handle water issues, demanding the Biden administration explain its actions. He says they're still waiting for a response. 17 News is your local election headquarters, and Bakersfield native Angel Lara says he is withdrawing from the June primary election for California's 21st Congressional District. Lara made the announcement yesterday. He says he remains committed helping the Democrats flip the seat in 2022. Lara originally announced his campaign in July. Lara said he believes that if Democrats in the area mobilize this election season, victory in 2022 is imminent. 43% of the district's voters are registered Democrat, while 27% of voters are registered as Republican. Primary election day is June 7, 2022. In your 17 Court Watch now, Armando Cruz, the man accused of raping and strangling a 13-year-old girl last summer, was arraigned yesterday on indictment, replacing charges previously filed against him. 
The charges listed under the indictment are similar to the original charges brought by prosecutors, but there's no kidnapping charge. The previous case was dismissed during the hearing. Cruz is charged with murder, rape, and nine felonies. He's accused of picking up Patricia Alatori at her home in July of 2020, then raping and killing her after meeting her online. A temporary gag order barring attorneys from commenting remains in place. It will be discussed at a December 14th hearing. The Diocese of Fresno invited the community out last night to learn more about development plans for a proposed cemetery in a northwest Bakersfield neighborhood. The meeting was held just days ahead of a hearing to appeal the decision of the County Planning Commission. A group of residents near the proposed site has been battling the decision for months. They've been working on this piece of property for two years and you're just now reaching out to us. Um, and nothing changes the fact that it's dead people that are going to be there. Um, but yeah, we have concerns. Our concerns haven't been addressed. Carlos Raken, director of Catholic cemeteries for the Diocese of Fresno, says cemeteries are something that come with the growth of cities like Bakersfield. County supervisors are scheduled to hear the residents appeal on November 9th. And recapping our top stories this Friday morning, Democratic leaders expect a vote in the House today on both a social safety net bill and an infrastructure package. Republicans remain united in opposition against the spending bill, uh, the Build Back Better bill. It comes as Speaker Pelosi and President Biden continue to push for support of his legislative agenda on Capitol Hill. Armando Cruz, the man accused of raping and strangling a 13-year-old girl last summer, was arraigned yesterday on an indictment replacing charges previously filed against him. Cruz was charged with murder and rape and nine felonies. A temporary gag order barring attorneys from commenting on the case remains in place. The Diocese of Fresno invited the community out last night to learn more about the development plans for a proposed cemetery in Northwest Bakersfield. Several residents spoke out in opposition. County supervisors are set to hear the residents' appeal November 9th at 2 p.m. 5.33 is our time now in breaking overnight. Deputies are investigating after three people were shot overnight in East Bakersfield. According to deputies, KCSO officials were sent to the area of Remembrance Street near Edison Highway around 1.15 this morning after several callers reported hearing gunshots. While detaining people nearby for questioning, deputies say they found a man who had been shot in the leg. At the same time, a man and woman who had been shot arrived at Kern Medical. Deputies say the woman is in critical condition, but stable. No arrests have been made. Meantime, CHP says at least one person is dead in a crash south of California City. It happened around 2.45 this morning on Highway 58 near Castle Butte Road. It is unclear how the crash happened or how many people, additional people, were hurt. We'll continue to provide updates as we learn more. Kern County Public Health will begin administering vaccines to children ages 5 to 11 today at the Kern County Fairgrounds. Public Health says nearly 100,000 kids are eligible to receive the Pfizer COVID vaccine. Vaccines will be given between the hours of 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. After that, they'll be available Tuesday through Friday, same hours at the fairgrounds. They were supposed to start giving vaccines as early as yesterday, but did not get the shots in time. Public Health says during the pandemic, 138 Kern County children have been hospitalized with the virus. Meantime, five new deaths reported yesterday due to COVID-19. We also learned of 339 more people who have been infected with the virus. 235 people are hospitalized with more severe symptoms. 65 are in the ICU. Making headlines around the nation, the Biden administration has set a deadline for businesses to comply with the president's vaccination mandates. The White House yesterday announced that companies with 100 or more employees 
have until January 4th to ensure every worker is fully vaccinated or tested once a week. That covers 84 million workers. The mandates have touched off protests with several states vowing to fight the rules in court. The announcement also called for employers to provide paid time off to receive vaccinations and ensure that unvaccinated workers wear masks in the workplace by December 5th. Meantime, all eyes are on Georgia, uh, a Georgia courtroom where the murder trial of three men accused of killing Ahmoud Arbery is set to begin today. But there is controversy swirling over the jury's makeup. The jury contains only one black juror along with 11 white jurors. The judge in the case has agreed with prosecutors' concerns about the jury, but also said the prosecution was able to provide reasons besides race for striking other potential black jurors and will allow the trial to continue. NBC News' Ron Allen spoke with Ahmed's mo mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, who called the jury makeup unreal. It's very disturbing to find out that we had one African-American versus um, 11 whites, but I do trust that we will, justice will still prevail. Greg McMichael and his son Travis McMichael are accused of killing 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery while he was going for a jog in their neighborhood. A third man who recorded the encounter is also facing charges in the case. Your time now is 539. Don't forget to set your clocks back before bed uh, this weekend as daylight saving time comes to an end. It's been three years since California voters agreed to take the first step to stop seasonal time changes in the state. Proposition 7 gave the state legislature the power to get rid of them with a two-third vote so long as the changes are consistent with federal law. While Californians continue to turn back the clocks, the legislature has been stuck on a time debate. Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez co-authored the measure that voters approved back in 2018. Sleep experts, we have some medical professionals who think we really need um, to go to standard time year-round. And then you have a lot of parents and people who like evening activities who really want daylight savings time year-round. And the, the authority we have as legislators, we have to get it through with two-thirds of a vote. So we haven't been able to get legislators to agree on one or the other because there are these long-held um, preferences. Before the pandemic hit, some state lawmakers tried to get a measure passed that would have put California on permanent daylight saving time, but it stalled. Efforts to keep it year-round are also stalling in Congress. So again, tomorrow night, don't forget to set your clocks back before you go to bed. All right, look, look I, I, I like the extra hours of sleep on this uh, changing of the clocks, right? It's the springtime yeah, that we, we don't like. It, it really, it's just the changing of it that causes the problem, right? Because yeah. then when we're springing forward, we're losing an hour and no one likes that weekend. Here's the problem though, I mean, it is, I understand if you really think about what would happen though, is if we did not change our clocks, then we're gonna have in the winter time, a sunrise after eight o'clock mm -hmm. in the which morning. Is, which is which strange. Is, is strange, but then you would have in the winter time more time in the time evening. In the evening. So it, it really does come to preference, but naturally again, where we live, we shouldn't be touching the clocks, mm -hmm. so. We're back here at 515 your 17 Health Watch. The number of deaths by suicide declined in 2020 for the second year in a row, according to preliminary data from CDC. While suicide deaths dropped overall in the U.S., there were increases among young adults, as well as American Indians and Alaska Natives, Black Americans and Hispanic Americans. Suicide rates had increased by 35% between 1999 and 2018, before a slight dip of 2% in 2019. The new data, which included 99% of suicide deaths in 2020, showed an additional 3% decrease last year. Meantime, if you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, please know you're not alone. 
You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or text HELLO to the Crisis Text Line. That's 741-741. A new study reveals that some pets can be infected with the alpha variant of COVID-19. Late last year, a veterinary cardiologist in England started noticing an uptick in some patients with symptoms of myocarditis or heart inflammation. He later found out that many of those pet owners had either tested positive for COVID or had symptoms of the disease within three to six weeks of their pets becoming ill. That prompted researchers to test the animals for the alpha variant, which originated in the UK and was prevalent in the area. The study was published today in a journal called Veterinary Record. While the results are a first, researchers still can't say whether dogs and cats may develop typical COVID symptoms in other cases of infection. Belgian researchers are all jacked up on Mountain Dew. A new study from Health Economics finds that sugary drinks impact behavior and math scores of preschool kids. For the study, investigators randomly assigned 462 children to consume sugary or artificially sweetened drinks and collected data before and after consumption. The results? One sugary drink induced an initial relaxing effect for the boys before making them more restless. I can attest to that. And the girls' behavior, however, was not significantly affected. Researchers also reported a negative effect on student achievement in math for boys, but a positive effect for girls. What? It's just so strange why they're different. Although I can say I've seen my boys all hopped up on a lot of Halloween candy this week, and they are definitely restless, and that's putting it nicely. <laughs> and that's not how I put it to them. <laughs> Maddie's headaches only continue? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. We're getting rid of that candy yeah. fast. <laughs> All right, I think that's just so interesting to see that. I mean, it's just yeah. completely different. It's very strange. Know? Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.